0: Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny, and we're here to help you discover
1: your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 86. This episode, Amy and I are going across the pond to do some genealogical research in a couple
0: countries. In Europe. But first, Amy, what's our wine for this this episode? Well, I'm excited about the wine. I'm excited about going overseas. Um, this is going to be a great episode. But uh, we do have a Cabernet Sauvignon. We've been doing white wines over the summer because it's hot, but now it's fall. So I thought it would be appropriate to do something a little, uh, um, a little red. So we're doing a medium-bodied uh, Cabernet Sauvignon called Bonanza. Um, it is um, by the same winemakers that make the Camus um, from the Camus Vineyard. This is a delicious Cabernet uh, featuring flavors of darkberry, vanilla, and toast, aromas of currants and oak, so with a little smokiness. So it's very silky, um, tannins, it's smooth, and it's easy to drink. So I've really enjoyed it. I got this as a recommendation from a friend of a friend. And it's a great recommendation.
1: So, vanilla
0: berries and toast. Toast. Yes. Toast. Toast. Okay. I I just love all these uh, the, the With adjectives and they use to describe current toast. oak and smokiness. Okay,
1: it does sound good. So <laughs> I'll have to try it. It's very
0: good. All right. So are um, re- you ready to go across the pond? We're going across the pond. All right. Let's do it.
1: The sponsor of today's episode of Genealogy Happy Hour is Newspapers.com, the largest online newspaper archive. Newspapers.com is your ultimate resource for discovering your family's history. Explore more than 800 million newspaper pages in their vast collection spanning three centuries. Newspapers.com is your gateway to exploring the past with papers
0: from the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, and beyond. Trace your family's journey and uncover the extraordinary tales of your ancestors through newspaper stories, birth and marriage announcements, obituaries, photos, and much more. For listeners of today's show, Newspapers.com is extending a discount of 20% off on a Publisher Extra subscription. Just use the code HAPPYHOUR at checkout. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. I did want to mention um, a quick tech tool
1: that some of you might know about, and I did not. Um, I think it's been around a couple of years, at least for genealogical purposes, from what I could tell. And uh, it's mostly for those people who like um, to use Excel sheets or spreadsheets. Um, but this is called Airtable, and it is, it is like an Excel sheet or spreadsheet, but it is a database. So I just discovered it, and um, like I said, I know some other genealogists have been using it for a few years. And um, I wanted to say that you can, you can log in to Airtable, and you can use it for free. And there's eight templates on Airtable specifically for genealogy research that other genealogists have shared. And they're all different, um, even among the research logs. So you can pick on each each one and use it like it is, or adjust it to your liking, or take ideas from the different ones and you know make that into your log. And there's also ones that track your DNA. Um, Uh, Several different DNA ones, Um, a fan club one, if you want to just work on fan clubs. Anyway, the best part is it's free, and there are also some paid versions. Um, For the free one, you get about a 1,000 records per base, and you can have up to five editors. So if you're collaborating with somebody on a project, uh, it works really well for that. And I will put the links on our website. And check it out and see if it works for you and your research. And I also want to say there's a um, uh, a few YouTube videos out there, um, and there's also a course on Family Tree Magazine for twenty nine ninety nine on Airtable.
0: On Airtable, so, really? Yeah. Well, th- and thank you to those people so, who s- who put those uh, s- s- templates out there. I love those the free templates.
1: Uh, I do that's too. Really great. appreciate
0: that. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, <clears throat> so back to going across the pond. I wish we were actually going, which would have been great. Um, I have been dying to research in Scotland's people and see what's out there, but I don't have any Scottish ancestors, save for one back in the 1700s. And I, I can't, he's in Virginia, and I, I don't know much else about it. But I've been researching a family, um, the Cairns family and the Canning family in Scotland of uh, some new family members and using Scotland's People website. And what a fantastic resource. So it has digital church records from 1553 onwards and statuary records from 1855 to the present. And one thing I did learn while doing research on the site is how you have to try several different parameters in your search boxes to get you to the right people. So for example, when you put a name in a search box, you want to click um, you want to click on search options, which is a little tab next to the name. And this gives you a drop-down box with several choices that is um, it'll be on automatically on exact spelling, which isn't always what I was typing in. Um, So I like to use the choice fuzzy matching or names that begin with, especially when you find a record and you can't read the handwriting really well and you're just trying to guess on a name and you want to use that person's name to find another record. Um, When you do find the record you're looking for, it gives you some highlight. Uh, Let's see, when you do find it gives you a highlight um, of the name and the place and the year. So it'll highlight that before you even click on the record. Maybe the mother's maiden name is shown as well. And then you can purchase credits to view the, and download the documents. Um, so the credits start at 30 credits for 750 seven pounds, not seven hundred and fifty seven point five, and then go to... 40 credits for 10 pounds, 80 credits for 20, and 160 for 40 pounds. So the documents require six credits each, um, at least the ones I was looking at. And so you get about 13 records for uh, 20 pounds or $24, which I think is a bargain. And you get the, as soon as you click on that, use your credits, it asks you to confirm, yes, I do want to do that. And then, then it gives you the document. And you can download it as a PDF or a JPEG, and I always download both, just in case. And it's, they're really filled with, they always have the parents' names for the birth and for the marriage records, um, which is stri- strictly what I've been doing right now, just going birth and marriage, trying to get this family back a ways. So this Karen family has a lot of James and John. So it'll be James to James Cairn, John Cairn, James Cairn, John Cairn, just they didn't have a big variety, at least in this direct line. Um, they're repeating through the years and, um, and they're also in the same area. So researching can be a bit tricky and you have to make sure you have the right person. We all know how that is. The right year, etc. before using those credits and getting a document that you cannot use. So I was searching for this one couple and the results list gave me two options and they both seemed identical but different locations. So I looked up the two locations knowing about where they were, where this couple was from and they really weren't too far from each other. So I ended up ordering the two documents just in case to see if they were um, two different couples or duplicates or whatever. Um, and it turns out that they were the same record, different handwriting on each record. One seemed like it was from the town, and one seemed more like it was the county. But everything, all the information was the same, except the the one that seemed like the county record had this notation on the side, and you can't read it. It's just the scribbliest little lines that didn't didn't come through very clear, and. I don't know what it said, but totally illegible. Um, So I don't know about you all, but families with the same names and locations can give me a headache trying to make sure that I don't put a sister-in-law where a mother should be. And did I say that because I did that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) Same name. Margaret Quinn married a James Cairn. And, of course, so did their son James also marry a Margaret Quinn. So um, it really pays to go over and over the documents to make sure they all line up and make sense and you have the right dates and uh, all that. Because I, I feel like sometimes we can just run on a tangent and just go, "Oh, I found it, got it, those are the names I need, da-da, and you miss, uh, you miss some vital information. Um, as I went back in time with this family, I learned that uh, a lot of them came to Scotland from Northern Ireland. And after doing a little research, because that didn't make sense to me, because Cairn is a Scottish name, and I was like, what's happening at that time period? And I learned that during the uh, 16th, 1700s, they moved to the Ulster area of Ireland, which is where this group came from Ireland back to Scotland, um, which is in fact the town listed there for the records, and then they moved back to Scotland a generation later. So I I thought that was fascinating, to do a little bit of... um, historical research into the immigration of, of the people going from this Glasgow area over to Ulster and
0: Ireland, back and forth. Yeah, but Amy,
1: well, I know you have... Um,
0: well, that's very important. To, some- yeah, it's very important to make sure that you're, you know, when you see that immigration going on there and that migration going back and forth, you know, do I have the right family? Mm-hmm. You know, here they're here and then right. they're there, so... Um, but those records, especially if they have the parents, I mean, sometimes that's all you, you've got to keep control of is, is this the right person? Okay, they've got the same parents' names, you know, or so, like you said, you've got to be, you have to have that, um, all of those and little um, post-it notes <laughs> on the wall. All going. The okay, notes. W- which post Well, family, these records are
1: in? great because the parents' names will give, uh, you know, the father his job the um that's awesome yeah. the mother her yeah. maiden name and her job if mm-hmm. she had a job mm-hmm. every one of them right. I saw that right the key is being able to read the handwriting <laughs> <laughs> to make sure um you know Quinn looked different in a lot of places and um, even the uh, I would get McGee or McCune they're just different mm-hmm. ones and it's like is this the right person? But you have to go back to the birth record and, right. and see. But it was a lot of fun. It was and a lot of fun researching that group. And that website
0: is called Scotland's People. mm mm-hmm. And are going to yes. And I will. I will put a link to that. Perfect on our website. Excellent. I don't have any Scottish ancestry either, but um, I'm going to be. That's going to be fun to play with on that on that website. Um, I too was working on on some um, research overseas. Um, over the Labor Day weekend, we had a kind of a family reunion, and um, one of the people who married into the family um, mentioned that um, he had recently um, come across um, someone in his business, in his in his work, um, who was um, a Swiss doctor, and they had the same surname, and so that made him kind of curious as to where his surname came from because the family doesn't know anything about um, their paternal line past um, mid 1800s in Indiana. So um, luckily I had my iPad with me over the weekend at the reunion and I got on um, Ancestry and was able within a couple hours to take his family back um, from Indiana to um, Germany actually. And take them back about four generations. So um, Ancestry has over 5,800 data sets of European records. Um, for Germany they have about 130 data sets and some that have been helpful to me in my personal research were those from Mecklenburg uh, for Palmer. But in this case, um, this particular person, he um, his um, people came from um, wurttemberg from Stuttgart so those records are on there they have Germany Lutheran baptism marriage and burial records 1500 to 1971 uh, with which includes Wurttemberg. and um, they're fantastic because they're all digitized all the records are, are digitized as well as transcribed uh, because obviously the uh, the digital versions are in German uh, but Um, What was wonderful about it was that these are, this is primary information from original sources with direct evidence of dates, places, and kinship. And those are the types of records that we want to rely on most um, in our genealogical research, which is what you were seeing, Penny, in the, um, the Scotland's people.
1: That's fantastic that those records are translated
0: they they are translated which is helpful now not everything on there is translated just the basic stuff but um you know you can go in and um the handwriting depends on on who was was writing at the time you know some of them are great some of them are really hard to read um but again within those that couple hours i was only able to have enough time to verify the direct line kinships by locating those baptisms and marriages and they again had those, you know, the parents' names. They matched up. And in, in German, you always have to make sure that the all of the the first the all of the the names are in the right order because most of these people have like three or four first names, a call name, and <laughs> you know there could be there could be more than one uh, you know child named William, you know, because that's not the name that they went by, but that's the first name so um, i was able to line all of those up and at least give him a direct line back so with more time we can develop um, a complete family and determine you know which sibling stayed in germany which came to america Uh, it took me the longest to find the passenger list for his immigrant ancestors because they ended up coming with a family group of a completely another surname i don't know how those people relate um but that would be interesting to find out but um the immigrant ancestors, they married, and then within a month or two, they came to the United States right after they got married. So, um, but, you know, on the, actually on the passenger list, the whole group is bracketed and it says, um, you know, traveling together or family group, something like that. So, um, very interesting. And, you know, the other thing is that um, Baden-Württemberg is that Southwestern state in Germany that borders um, Switzerland and you know his the colleague that he met with the with the same surname is from I think he said it was from He was from Zurich. So um, There's a lot of people with that surname in, in that area. So maybe they're distant cousins. Who knows? That's fascinating. I'm sure
1: he was super excited to get all that. Information he was too. yeah, he was
0: actually um, Another website that I just recently found um, thanks to my colleague one of my colleagues in Germany is I um, Another website that um, has um, church books in it, it's called um, Archeon.de, we'll link it on our website. Um, this is similar to, I guess, the Scotland's people where you do have to pay, um, you can pay for just a day or um, number of downloads. Um, I think I ended up paying maybe like 20 euros for, a, I forget how long it was. Um, a certain period of time to be able to um, to download documents. Um, it is they do have a uh, translation in, in English. Uh, the records are not translated though. but it was nice because there's some um, church books on there particularly for, um, um, Pomerania and Prussia that are not on Ancestry that I had never seen or had access to before so that was kind of cool um, I played around a little bit with it I need to go back on when I'm focused and you know ready to do some more research on that family line so
1: but yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to try that because yep. I do have German Ancestry on my yep. dad's side Yeah, so, so that would be a good one definitely
0: one to take a look at um, and I think they list like some of the areas where those fa- the, those records come from um, and I think you might be able to try it out even and just do like a little test for free. So that's another good I had
1: um, this, this, a couple weeks ago my son got married to this lovely bride and we're so excited to have her mm-hmm. part of our family. And one of his wedding guests was a friend of his from Switzerland who came and stayed with us for a few days before the wedding. And I kind of, we were talking about genealogy because that's all I talk about basically. <laughs> um, and. Anyway, he was so kind to offer to um, translate or transcribe some of my French records that I had, and uh, so now I've you know, I told him. I said, "You're going to be really sorry that you made that offer." Right. I will be emailing you these documents.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm surprised you didn't put him go here and go to go to that room and do not come out until they're translated. <laughs> do not come
1: out. Here are my 500 documents. Right. Um, no, he did a couple while he was here, mm-hmm. he uh, he said they were, it was really intriguing to see how they were um, written and whatnot. So.
0: Oh, one yeah. I forgot to mention one of the, the neat things on that archeon.de um, website was they do have tutorials on that old German script from um, and they have like one from the 16th century, one from the 17th, and then one from the 18th and one from the 19th. So, from each of the different centuries, they actually have a tutorial on what you might be seeing on the actual records and the script and what it, you know, what the letters would look like. So, that was a, that's a kind of cool feature, too. Oh,
1: that would be very helpful. Yeah. Very helpful.
0: Yeah. Excellent.
1: I think they do also on the Family Tree webinars that we like to
0: mm-hmm.
1: promote. Um, they have things on German handwriting on there as well.
0: It would be definitely, uh, you know, whatever language before you delve into those records um, to um, just brush up on that handwriting and what you're what you're looking for. Because, you know, even the um, abbreviations, those are the ones that kill me. Because, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know what the abbreviations mean. That's what trips me up the most.
1: For sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: I was just happy in Scotland; everything's in English.
1: <laughs> Yay. No <truth> true. <laughs> true, 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 true. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, well I think good. we're going to continue across the pond in our next podcast. So. Yeah, we've got a couple more places to do some research. Exactly. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our
1: website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources,
0: books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.